0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the RCVS podcast. I'm Anna Feeney, part of the communications team at the college, and today we'll be talking about the Vet Futures Student Ambassadors Program. This program was introduced as part of Vet Futures, a joint initiative launched with the British Veterinary Association in 2014 with the goal of creating a blueprint for the veterinary profession. Joining us is Senior Vice President of the Association of Veterinary Students, Eleanor Robertson, a fourth year student at Liverpool who helped to establish the program. So thank you so much for joining us, Alana. No, thank you for the invitation. Cool, so can you just give us a bit of background about the programme? When did you first hear about it?
1: Um, so I first heard about it through my work with AVS. The launch of the VET Futures project as a whole was a huge, created a huge amount of excitement with the whole committee. Um, we saw this as an opportunity for VET students to really get in on the ground and kind of have an impact on where the profession is going because as cheesy as it sounds, we are the future of the profession. And therefore, I think we should really have our say in kind of how we shape it and where it's going to go. Um, so the idea behind this project was to get students involved, not only to show them what the project was doing, but to actually actively engage them and get them to work with the project and work towards kind of similar goals with the VET futures, but with um, actions from students for students so that we can make it a unique take on the vet futures as a whole.
0: So making sure that students, as the future vets themselves, were making sure that their opinions were heard and part of the process.
1: Yeah, just Mm -hmm. stimulating conversation throughout the student body and making sure that they're really engaging with where our profession is going because they will be part of it soon and they're going to want to have a say in how it's run.
0: Absolutely. And last year in October, the Association of Veterinary Students, you actually organized a training day to get all of the ambassadors together in one room, um, which we actually held here at the college in London. Um, So you had, I believe, two ambassadors from each of the veterinary universities in the UK and Ireland. Um, So once you were all together actually in the same room, where did you go from there? How do you decide what are the main focuses? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much (laughs) for having us
1: that day. Um, It was so great to get everyone in one room. There were so many ideas flying around all over the place. Like you say, it was hard to narrow down where we were going to focus. Um, everyone had their own passions and had their own ideas. And that was really what we were looking for. That's why we decided to open up applications um, to new people throughout the vet school. We didn't just take people from the AVS committee because we wanted to open the floor, get new ideas in and kind of involve as many people as we could. And so the reason, the, the way, sorry, that we got our key issues chosen were We asked people what they thought this project should be doing, we didn't give them the projects, we asked them what they thought the impact they could have on this project could be, where their passions lies, what they wanted to achieve, and then from there we got people to kind of form alliances with each other, see who, what teams had the same outlook and where they wanted to go. And then kind of very organically, we ended up with five projects. Um, it worked amazingly, I was very impressed.
0: It's <laughs> really interesting, you're yeah. saying that it's a, there was very clear focuses and kind of teams, as you say it, or yeah. established. I think there was, a, there was an appreciation for
1: all of them from different people, but everyone definitely had a focus and a passion that that's the reason that they
0: came to join our team. Um, and that was really great to see. It was very encouraging. Brilliant, and so you ended up coming with five main focuses. Um, so you had innovation, One Health, mental health awareness, veterinary social societal, sorry, outreach, and um, it's gradu- a yeah. <laughs> <It really is. laughs> and um, finally, graduate outcomes. So if we kind of just will walk through those a bit more and let's try and unpick them sure. a bit. So um, innovation, how do you find veterinary students actually engage? with the concept. I know it can sound very kind of buzzwordy sometimes. Yeah,
1: it definitely is kind of a buzzword and we were kind of starting to be exposed to the fact that the veterinary profession is fast changing. We're living in a world where technology is taking off at a speed that um, we are sometimes struggling to keep up with, I think. And what we wanted to do with this innovations project was influence making sure that the the veterinary students could catalyze the change and influence it for the better. Because if we let people outside of the profession dictate how the change is going to affect us, I don't think that's giving us the optimum opportunity to really guide where we want it to go and keep the focus where we think vets should keep it. Um, so we wanted vets to embrace the innovation and, and disrupt and uh, sorry and accept the disruptions. <laughs> Man, I can't get this right. Um, so we wanted vets to embrace the innovations and accept the disruptions in our current way of working and kind of accept the fact that things will change and that's okay. And we should use these opportunities to move forwards and really progress our profession. Um, this veterinary degree gives you so many opportunities, and we wanted to make sure that those were out there and give people. The opportunity to really go into the tech side of things, look at different ways of solving problems that they think work better than the traditional methods we've got at the moment. Because um, change can be scary, but it's not always bad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: And <laughs> yeah. in, in, in what's really interesting with innovation is that often people think of Silicon Valley tech, but yeah. it often it's actually applied much more to business practices oh, yeah. or approaches. I mean, how do students tend to see it, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the buzzword innovation is definitely quite often linked to technology. Mm. Um, and I think that association, although technology is a part of it, like you say, that's not, that's not it at all. Really small ways of working can make such a huge impact. Like I think one of the first ones was just the checklist, yes. which we now use in everything, <laughs> and is so essential to so many things we do for safety reasons and everything else. Um, yes, yeah, so we wanted to kind of bring it back to that level. We're not expecting vet students to suddenly come up with the newest uh, piece of tech that's going to solve an orthopaedic problem which people have been working on for years. That's not what we want. What we want is yes, to engage. Be fantastic. I mean, it would be great <laughs> if they could, but I mean, we've got other things to do at the, t- at the same time. Um, but yeah, so we're looking for veterans just to engage in what they think the issues are and have a new point of view and a fresh viewpoint on how we can solve these problems.
0: Yeah, and you actually brought up the checklist, which is such an interesting example because (laughs) it's actually taken from aviation originally, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and one of the next big focuses is around One Health, the entire premise being that we can learn so much from other professions Mm. and that actually... The health of the animal is often tied to the environment and the health of humans as well. Um, yeah. In And so there are a lot of amazing actions actually that you guys have come up with to propose this throughout the student world. Can you talk us through some of those?
1: Yeah. So the One Health mm. team are phenomenal. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, really good. Really
1: good. <laughs> and um, yeah, they have so so many ideas, so much so that instead of kind of coming up with one project, they've They want to focus on a whole week and they Mm -hmm. want to run quite a few different aspects throughout that week things like workshops competitions documentary screenings um, and get multiple people involved so not just vet students but really embrace the fact that One Health is about more than just animal health and um, bring in other students from other parts walks of life um, as well so they're, yeah, they're overflowing with ideas. I don't know where to start.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, One that I found really interesting is the idea of actually inviting people from in medical backgrounds actually to come and have special workshops, something yep. like that. I mean, do you find there's often much interaction between the vet students and in the medical students as it is, or would that take a bit more active involvement? I think there's been
1: some great work, especially in the last few years. There's quite a few One Health societies now at universities, mm. um, and they're doing some amazing jobs. We held a One Health... Symposium in Edinburgh uh, a couple of years ago, and that was really well received from it was run from the veterinary side of things. So, yes, I think the majority were vet students who attended, but there was a great appreciation from the vet's point of view. And we did have medics coming in and dentists coming in kind of all of the health professionals working together and this kind of thing. And it was great. And I think the appreciation of the societal dynamics and the cultural norms that really add into everything we do has started to be appreciated more. Um, And I think that's what they wanted to kind of promote through the discussion is that these One Health themes underlie everything we do. It's not just something else to kind of touch on as a separate subject, it really is intertwined into everything we do.
0: Yeah, and it's really interesting to see actually how vets and the other medical professionals are working in so many other areas, like there's this um, uh, Mind Matters initiative has actually been running this And Me campaign which is talking about how mental health actually affects so many um in medical professions in the same way um yeah. so when it comes to the mental health awareness which is another one of these focuses you know, how do you kind of begin to understand when the mental health issues might arise and what are the main issues that veterinary students are facing how do you kind of approach that i think from our point
1: of view we're not professionals in the mental health side of things and we're not looking to be the, the kind of the go-to safety net side of things. There are so many different organisations that do that so well, like VetLife, for example. Um, so AVS are working with VetLife to hopefully get a student-focused side of that, which I think will be incredible. But from the Vet Futures point of view, we're just looking to raise awareness of these uh, concerns and hopefully not leave it as late as kind of the first aid side of things. We want what we want to do is build. I hesitate using the term resilience because it's used so often, mm-hmm. but um, kind of build awareness and a sense of community within the vet schools and create that support before that we have to enter into mental health concerns. We're not really con- we don't want to deal with concerns. We want to deal with the community and building that within the vet schools at the moment because that's where I think the vet futures can really make a difference. And there's a few projects that have been doing that really well. Um, so based from a peer support one actually that was run at Liverpool. We now have a vet confessionals board in our common room and what people do with this is anonymously they can post comments and thoughts and confessions and some of these are hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm <just> scared <laughs> to ask for example. Yeah, <laughs> no, some are, some are really funny but some are more serious and the whole Point of it is that people then come back with post it notes and they write responses and they write encouraging things and it's really great to see people respond in that way because it's just the reassurance that you're not the only one feeling like this and I think that has really built a feeling of community within our um, vet school and that's something that I think we can build upon and I think uh, this project will do that too.
0: Absolutely, I mean, especially with the veterinary profession being a relatively small one. So if you have that community inbuilt from when you start, then yeah. you can take it with you and that can be incredibly strong. Yeah,
1: another thing we were trying to build throughout that um, is another event that ABS have been doing recently. And that is also building on the sense of community with the CV of failures. So what we've done is we've found that success is so visible and like you say it's a small profession and we look up to these people and i think especially in the veterinary world you pick out certain people and you look at them and you put them on a pedestal and you say oh my goodness how can i be them one day that's yeah. that's the career i want um and i think that that yeah that's so visible but it's such a tiny part of their story and whenever you talk to people who are in that position they'll very quickly tell you that they didn't get their kind of abc there were so many detours and so many mistakes and so many things that went wrong before they reached that point. So what we wanted to do was balance the scales, show the failures as well as the successes and get people to really start talking about these things and disperse this terrifying myth of perfection because it doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) And um, (laughs) yeah, it's really comforting to hear that no matter where you are in your career, people still have the same thought process, the same niggling doubts, the same fear of failure and all of this kind of thing. And the fact that it's completely normal and everyone feels uncomfortable in certain situations and it's just, yeah, really feeling together in that is something we really want to build upon and I think it's been great.
0: It's interesting because as veterinary students, a large part of your job when you graduate will be to interact with the public. So it's almost having to act like the most competent. And yeah, the most very, true, very true. very so It's a bit and then daunting
1: then, as a student being talking
0: yeah, about that one day. Exactly. So I imagine that being very easily transferred into every other area of your life. You know, you put on the I am the competent, I know yeah. everything. And then yeah, like, and it's such a mask because we all yes. know that's not <laughs> true.
1: Um, yeah, it's yeah. just not true at all. And no. I think being more open with that is really going to help us um, as a profession to move forwards.
0: Mm, absolutely, and, and this can start at really quite a young age. This and kind of—I mean, you talk about role models, and so many people started by watching James Herriot. Yeah, <laughs> very cliched um, example, but um, I mean, this is something that starts so young, and you've got this other the veterinary societal outreach theme and in, in, where you're actually aiming at primary school age. And how are you going to kind of grab them? How are you going to make them so interested in all the different ways that veterinary degree can take you?
1: Yeah, so, so like you say, vets are really highly regarded in society and we really want to mm. capitalise on that. And we're, what we're asking is that veterinary students kind of recognise that from the beginning and kind mm. of see the influence they can have um, because the protection of animal welfare and promoting it is kind of our key role or one of our key roles as a veterinary profession and I think if we can make sure that veterinary students see societal outreach as a key part of that it's not just when an animal comes in to see you deal with that animal's welfare then but it's the prevention and going out and really helping to discuss different opinions about animal welfare outside of the kind of veterinary curriculum and seeing how different people do different things and how you can influence their practice and they might influence yours too but it's kind of just opening up that discussion. Um, So yeah the societal outreach team they want to go out into primary schools or more specifically because this is a a, a UK-wide project they're going to create a pack that can be used by multiple people to go out and help educate in primary schools Um, yeah and some of the stuff they've come up with so far looks really fun and I kind of (laughs) want to join in these (laughs) sessions. yeah,
0: I it, was yeah, looking at a it's few exciting. of the examples and um, it's looking at animals that are most commonly kept as pets and then yeah. thinking, So, I mean, the understanding that rabbits are social creatures, for example, yeah. encouraging kids to ask for multiple if they want to have one and yeah. that kind of simple thing. And Very common misconceptions, difference. which I think we
1: could do an awful lot to help out with, which the BVA have been doing some really great work on recently um, as well, as they always do. But I think coming at it from
0: a student point of view and getting students to engage in it would be really great. Absolutely. And um, so now we're coming to the final theme, graduate outcomes. So can you talk us through a little bit about how you're going to approach this, how you're going to, well, both understand what veterinary students currently think of their career prospects, but then how you might be able to engage them in other ones?
1: Yeah, so graduate, this is a huge topic and something that we are under no illusion that we can kind of deal with the vet dropout rates that people are talking about at the moment. Um, What we want to do is learn more about what that students think of like you say what they think of their options and why they either want to go into clinical practice or they don't and kind of the push and pull factors of that of different career paths and why people are choosing to do one thing over another um so one thing we're looking at is before university what do people have as an expectation of their career even when they're applying because like you say um looking at vets kind of on TV or in literature as one, one of the ways that people kind of enter the career, I think, and it's almost romanticized, I think. And I think getting a good idea of the realistic aspects of the job, that this is a very people facing job. You're dealing with clients every day and there's a financial and a managerial side of things as well. It's not just about the animal and it's such important part of the job. And some people flourish in those areas and some people don't, mm-hmm. um, but it's choosing what you enjoy doing. And kind of steering your career in a way that suits you because no one's going to have the same career path but i think it's just keeping those options open and making people aware of the fact that it's not a stagnant career at all if once you've entered it you can do anything you want with this with this degree which is a really encouraging thing to hear and it's yeah Something that I'm very passionate about because I have no idea what I want to do after <laughs> I graduate, um, and I'm very comforted by the fact that I know I'll have lots of options and I can change my mind
0: if I want to, which is going to be great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And in, I mean, what do you? I mean, most of um, the people in your own university in Liverpool, how do you find they normally approach it? Do they think of it as typically clinical? Is that where most of the people are heading? Do you think are they open to considering other career options?
1: Um, I think there's a mixture. Quite a few people are very keen on the clinical side of things. But then I've heard of people who are starting to look at business degrees and are kind of going straight off into that direction, Um, which is also great because I think that you could do some amazing things. Like The the veterinary degree teaches you so much in terms of leadership skills, problem solving skills and dealing with uncertainty as well. Um, I think if we can build upon those skills throughout the degree, and making sure that those are really given a focus, as well as just the clinical side of things, that could really help people have all of the options they want and really kind of flourish in different areas and show them what they enjoy doing.
0: Absolutely, and and you mentioned that you want to all really kick off kind of at the beginning of this year, so the whole new cohort of veterinary students can get involved. So where should people go for information if they'd like to take part in any of these activities or learn more?
1: So, most of it will be coming out through AVS channels, so our Facebook page is probably the best place to start. We've got a blog that we're releasing every month, so each of the different groups, the five different projects, they're releasing kind of updates on what they're doing. Not necessarily finished projects at the time, because. We're trying to show that this is not a here's a final product, but we're, to, we're leading by example and showing we're not perfect, and this <laughs> is what we're doing. Um, so yeah, so there's a couple of that have come out so far. Our first two have gone out, so they are on the ABS website as well. Um, yeah, so there'll be more things as it develops up until September, and then most of the project should hopefully kick off at the beginning of next year.
0: Wow, I really look forward to hearing more about this. Sounds yeah, me really too. Exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to us about it.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.